Welcome to Pop Culture Roulette for all your pop culture needs. We're America's Podcast. I'm Nicholas. I'm joined here with oh my uh, God. Jeremy. I'm doing a cat um, impression right now. I'm also joined, well, in body but not spirit, Justin. <laughs> and apparently Izzy has decided she wants to be part of the show um, because she doesn't know how to shut up when it's time. <laughs> <laughs> Is she in heat? No, she's like <laughs> 17. Oh. <laughs> and she's like mostly blind and um, we're pretty sure deaf oh I so see. she just will walk around the house screaming at some occasionally mm. she likes to say hello an awful lot hmm. that's nice and frank as a cat <laughs> nice um okay someone got the reference <laughs> oh no yeah no i i i know you were you were making a joke there but um, okay, so anyway, um, as is tradition with this podcast, even though we don't, we are not ever going to republish those first hundred plus episodes, I'm going to give you a spoiler filled review of Fast Nine. All right. I know, I know, <laughs> Was that the new one? Yeah, that's the one that came out last weekend. Because I know Jeremy's not going to watch it. And I don't think Justin, well, you don't care about spoilers one way or the other. And the, you're only probably one, not, the only and one of those I ever seen was Hobbs and Shaw. But oh, that's right. You've not seen any of the series. I'm the only one. So you guys have seen a couple of the movies just through the way I've described and reviewed. Mm-hmm. I really felt like I was there. Like I didn't even need to see any of them. <laughs> yeah. So, so in this one, we we have decided that that we are fully fully embracing the live action action cartoon uh, version of, of this world in this universe where physics in, and there's, a, there's even a joke in the movie in one of the dumbest parts about how like the law, you have to obey the laws of physics, which was one of the funniest jokes to the movie to me. We'll get back to that though. <laughs> so the movie starts with, um, you know, Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel being pulled out of retirement yet again because his brother, who, remind you, this is the ninth movie, we have never heard about. <laughs> All right. In the first eight movies. Now, and this is a movie that is predicated on, you got to do family. Family is important. Mm-hmm. You have to, family, family. That's He says that as much as he says, I am group. <laughs> family. Um but he's never once brought up his brother in eight movies. Hmm. Um, they, they, so there are nine movies. Well, 10 if you include Hobbs and Shaw, 20 years. So they're doing these movies about every two years. 10 movies worth, they've never brought him up. All of a sudden, he has this brother. <laughs> who, nice. also happen, who also happens to be John Cena. Because, um, <laughs> you know, when you look at the meatheads. Because when you look at John Cena and you look at Vin Diesel, you see the family resemblance. That's true. Yeah. 
so anyway, some crazy stuff happens. There's a there's a big car chase scene through a minefield. Um, because as, as usual, as as Lucas Ludacris tells them, as long as they keep going at least eighty miles an hour, if they trip a mine, it won't blow up their car. <laughs> All right. Okay. I don't know. Based off of how little science matters to these movies, if if you were driving through a landmine field, if that is like some scientific fact that you'd want to, to stake your life on, so you know, you might want to do I, I your. I think own... we need to uh, call the MythBusters on this one. Yeah, <laughs> you, I might, agree. you might want to. You might want to do your own scientific research before you go doing uh you know car chases through landmine fields yeah i mean you could try it it might work once <laughs> yeah you got you really got one try at it yeah um so of course as we're going there's a scene where they're going to have to drive across this rickety wooden bridge that is probably not fit for humans to walk across and uh ludicrous managed to drive his jeep over it was he which, doing it was he doing 80 at least and then oh, so the bridge the, that's the bridge the so the bridge is doing you know it's kind of one of those rope bridges with the wood planks oh. and he's going and of course the bridge breaks and at this at towards the end he's almost driving like up a straight line like hmm. you know so there's a now of course one of the ropes doesn't immediately break so dom uses that to like he slams his car at it which of course wraps around his his front tire, and because he's going fast enough, uses the rope to slingshot his way over the cliff. Wow! Yeah, yeah, incredible. It it is beyond insane. At least, at least in this case, he didn't just drive away from it like they like they destroyed the car. Because mm-hmm. I was half expecting him to like land the car and then just keep going. Mm. oh that um, was insane let's go yeah <laughs> okay so then what some other stuff happens there's some driving around the guy who we thought died back well because remember how i number three was actually number six no but go on <laughs> okay all right so the guy that we thought was dead was just pretending to be dead Okay. He comes as, back. As, as we do to get out of obligations. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, so he comes back. Uh, some other stuff happens. So they get the, they find these really super powerful magnets, right? They're going through a car chase scene. They're doing another car chase scene through a town and they hook up some magnets in this van. Okay. Powerful enough to pull a car like, pull a car that John Cena is driving through a building into the back of this truck. Wow. Boom. Slam. Now it's like Roadrunner cartoon. Now, nothing else but the car went to this magnet. Okay. Uh. So you've seen the problem and you haven't even watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. If it's pulling a car through a building, there's got to be like, I'm assuming like office chairs and other stuff that should all be you zinging would, its way. Yeah. You would think so, but you know, or, you know, parts of the building after the car flies through it that are yeah. now an eye beam or two. Right. Um, you would also think it would be hard to get a car through a building, but hey, you know, whatever. Um, that's again, you know, I have minor details. Yeah. 
So no they're, they're now back at their hideout and they've hooked these magnets up on the wall uh, because they they have to test them now because actually it was John Cena who had the magnets. They stole the magnets from him and then used it against him. Um, so they got the magnets on the wall and Tyrese is eating because that's like his whole like thing. Like he, he's just always eating. He's, in the movie. he's hungry. He's hungry. Like that's because that was like his kid when he joined the, the franchise in the second movie. Yeah, we hungry. Like that's his like catchphrase, <laughs> I guess. That's just his whole thing. Is he's just yeah, just eats then, all the time. That's a, that's then, his defining characteristic. I guess I don't know. It's there's some really deep characters in this. Wow. Yeah, I mean, again, you don't want to think too deeply about these movies. <laughs> um, and then Natalie or Natalie Emmanuel. Who okay. you might remember from Game of Thrones? No, but go on. <laughs> Justin Misandre. Okay, I don't okay. know. I, I don't know the actress's names for yes characters. Character. So you okay? She joined the Fast and Furious movies back in like the the sixth or seventh one. Okay. Um, so now she's she's in there. Um, so, but she's this tiny little girl, right? Her and Luda are playing with the magnets and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, Tyrese ain't paying attention. Watch this. This will be funny. So she takes her little girl hand. Uh-huh. I mean, granted, I mean, notice that she's a full grown adult, but she's tiny uh-huh. and, and puts it on top of her laptop. OK. And they turn these magnets on that are so powerful. It rips the fork out of Tyrese's hand and other pieces of metal in the room to uh-huh. the other side of the room and her hand. Just kind of holding it down keeps the laptop from flying over there. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's that's good. Wow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right. So it can pull um, a fork, but it can't pull anything out of a building but a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it like has I special said, settings on it. <laughs> it does. It does. Our fork. Yeah. Yeah. Turn they, the office they, supply they, setting off. Yeah. <laughs> Off is supply setting. Off, yes. So the whole the whole Off. thing is that, that John Cena is after this round little ball thing. Well, that he he it's going to turn into a ball. He's got one half. He needs the second half, and then and then with the ball he can hook it up to this thing, and then send a, a signal to the satellite. And he has a, he's figured out, or somebody had figured out a code that will turn anything that runs on a computer code under his control he will literally control the planet with this one code okay all computer so they got to stop him because they you know <laughs> they don't want to you know they gotta um but the the problem now is, is that it's now a two-pronged attack you have to stop the satellite and you have to stop him it's not enough to stop one or the other you know so right. they send tyrese and ludicrous Yep. Into outer space <laughs> in a Fiero that they retrofitted into a space shuttle. Oh my god. This franchise has gone to space. This franchise has gone to space. All right, it's over. Like, yeah, they can't do any more after this now. That's the, it. This is this is what I thought. I was like, okay, they, they have literally sent people. I mean, it is and that's the, the crazy thing about it is, is that there's still one more thing that happens. That might be more unbelievable. Oh my god! <laughs> than going into outer space. Wow, 
which is <laughs> so they're back to running around and doing another car chase scene with these magnets again. Oh, so they've got like Christ, they, they've got the three magnets. or four cars with the magnets. All and right. they're driving they're driving up and down the road and they're taking out the bad guys by flipping the magnet to to pull or push, you know, because when you you know opposite the, the track the with magnets. It. Right. So they can reverse it. So they can like the bad guy, they'll like pull the bad guys right up next to them and then push them away. So they'll like slam them into other cars. Mm-hmm. Or they'll like pull other cars or other things into the bad into the bad guy's way and use it to like you know blow their and it's just but it only ever pulls what they want it to pull. It doesn't pull anything else. At some point, the police are now chasing them and they turn it on and pull all the electric lines down. <laughs> Nothing else, just the electric lines. But the bad wow. guys have this giant truck. Um it's kind of like this just metal, like, like apocalypse, you know, uh, like it's, I can't, I'm not even, I'm losing the right words. It is a massive, like, it's not just like a normal semi truck, but like, it's like a armored tank truck. that's like super long and it's all, so they've destroyed everybody's, all the bad guy cars, except for that. And now they're, they've managed to take their two little cars with the magnets and get up front and somehow managed to flip the truck completely over on its back, wheels up. So, and then the car and the truck now continues to slide for approximately 300,000 feet. I don't like, it just keeps going. Like, like it's on a train track or something. It's just beyond belief how far this thing travels. Like they, you know, um, they took the, the non-varnish food uh, liquid reducer from Christmas Vacation and coated the top of it. (laughs) All right. Just in case Vin Diesel managed to flip it over. So Vin Diesel jumps in it, or he jumps on top of it and climbs in because, you know, every truck has an access port underneath it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, that's just how it is. I mean, it's... I got one of those in my car. It's science. I mean, just, just in access. Yeah. Just in case you get flipped over, there's an access port there. Yeah. <laughs> so he climbs in there. He does some stuff. Now he can't really get back out of it because it's just it's going crazy and everybody's doing this and there's helicopters involved now. I think they're. I don't know. It's just it's hard to remember exactly what's going on. So it finds the edge of the end of the town and starts going down a, a mountain kind of hill thing and and there are other people that are doing this and now oh there's a big drone stealth bomber involved so he jumps up to the top and he's got a bomb right or a grenade of some kind and he figures out the exact perfect trajectory to throw the the bomb at the ground in front of the truck to flip the truck back over land on the wheels as he's running up to jump in the driver's seat and then starts driving the truck again to uh, stop it perfectly, wow. which I found to be way more unbelievable than launching Ludacris into outer space. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say so. That sounds a little more crazy. <laughs> now, this movie only exists um, as basically fan service. Like I said, if you went into this movie and you had not seen the other eight, 
you would you would slap your friend who made you go see it and say, what the hell is wrong with you? You don't get to do this movie if you haven't earned it through the first eight movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's it's fun. And I can't I'm not gonna say it's a bad movie. It wasn't a bad movie, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and it's on a it's on a, on a whole nother scale all to itself, but I mean, you want to hate this movie because if you just listen to how I described it, it's Sounds terrible. Awful. Awful. It's awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But if you've earned it through the first half handful of movies, and take this as an example, DC, if you've earned it through the first movies and you've built up to it, you can be super stupid and make it work. Because uh, you have that devoted following. That's like, yeah, we'll see it. Well, and you've and you've created a world in which these things happen, and they make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. this is your first movie out of the gate, and you're trying to do this stuff, and and you didn't set like this is a world where physics don't work the same way that they do in your world. This is a live action cartoon type of thing, where people can jump out of buildings for long distances and drive crazy cars and things just work you you yeah i mean this is why other movies don't work because they see number nine and they go "Ooh, i can do that you didn't earn it this is why starting with like justice league doesn't work you've got to work your way up to it you got to earn avengers before you get to Avengers. Yeah. So one, once again, I just wanted to make fun of DC. So anyway. Yeah, I had to throw those jabs in there. <laughs> so we started an Instagram page. Oh, yeah. Nice. So we we have Pop, pop Colt Roulette on Instagram. Um, I watch we will post updates and little tidbits and various different things sweet so follow follow us over there um i can tell based off of a conversation we had before we started recording that at least one of you doesn't follow us on instagram (laughs) oh is that me oh well okay both of you Uh, (laughs) i i don't even have an instagram i follow you i was the first follow like one of the first few people Okay, that is true. You were one of the first <laughs> first people to follow us. Um, but you didn't pay attention to the post. I guess not. So we had talked uh, last week. We did an in-person live, like, you know, the three of us in the same room uh, podcast. But uh, I, I guess I had taken the you wanted to do themed episodes you know, like once a month or every so often, um, like the old days. Sure. Yeah. To, to heart. And, and, and we said, okay, well, what do we do? Like a, a what if, or like what could have been, you know, a comic book movie series. And we'll do that next week. And yeah. Apparently, <laughs> uh, Justin, do you remember that? That was a long time okay. ago. I, I do remember us talking about making it. I didn't know if we were going to do it this upcoming episode, so this episode, but I do remember the talk of 
some of the what if movies. Okay. Yeah, I, I do remember that too, but I just I don't, don't remember. Us. I don't remember being like that's going to be our specific topic. All right. I then I feel like I'm the one who got this wrong, and I thought we had set it in stone. So I did some homework, and all of my notes for this week are on what if comic book movies. All right. Um, do we want so, to? Still what do if that? I actually actually put some effort in? <laughs> We can do this exactly how we used to do it in the old ways, where I was the only one who did the homework, or I can hold on to these notes. Uh, either way, I'll, I mean, I've got the websites up. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't right. know exactly what I would be doing anyways if, if I was going to be doing homework. Right. I, well, that was the other thing is that I thought about it, and I was like, I unless they just... Because... More than likely, you guys would find the exact same movies I found. So yeah, we from, would just from the links you sent us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. So I do have some that aren't on those links, but well, uh, and I think most of these uh, will probably just you know burn right through. There's the one of the biggest what if comic book movies of all time. Uh, Kevin Smith scripted Superman Lives. I oh mean, yeah. It's it's a movie that was so big that didn't happen. They made a documentary about a movie not happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tim Burton was going to direct it. Nick Cage was going to be Superman. Um, oh, God. Get, get used to seeing. There's a picture online of Nick Cage in a Superman cost. There you go, right there. Um, that's how far into this movie they got. Like they were almost ready to start filming. Uh, Tim Burton got mad at Kevin Smith over something. So he was trying to get rid of the script. The producers really wanted the script. Um, this kept and there's a there's a documentary and I can't remember the title of it, but it's it's about the rise and fall of Superman Lives. Uh, it's it's super interesting. Uh, Jeremy, have you watched that one? Uh, I have not. Okay, no. it's called The Death of Superman Lives. Yes. Yeah, uh, I just yeah. I wondered because of the whole Kevin Smith thing if you would have watched it. Um, it's entertaining. It's 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 interesting to see how a movie with the names that were attached to it can fall apart. And it's actually surprising as you go as I I look through this list to see some of the names mm -hmm. for these movies and go wait that didn't happen. Like <laughs> so, um, they're in the early eighties. Um. There was a movie they they wanted to do a Silver Server, the musical. Wow! Uh, they they okay. wanted to do a, a rock opera with Olivia Newton John, uh, not as Silver Surfer, just as a character. They didn't know none of the articles I found really specified who they wanted to be Silver Surfer. Um, they were going to have Paul McCartney score it and write some of the music, um, but. They had done a rock opera very around the same time called Xanadu that Olivia Newton-John was also in. Uh. Um, and that movie bombed. So the producers went, uh, kill Silver Surfer for the musical, which I'm kind of glad they did. Yeah. Now, we had one of the first real comic book movies in 1978, 79 in Superman that uh, Richard Donner and uh, Christopher Reeve did, Christopher Reeves. 
that that essentially created it didn't necessarily create the comic book genre because they they had done countless numbers of movies and serials um, beforehand, but it really created kind of the modern comic book movie. Um, we got some real stinkers in the eighties, Howard the Duck, but I think Silver Surfer the musical probably would have done some some terrible things to the genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can imagine. <laughs> There was one that I kept coming across on like every what if list. I was going to skip over it, but like I said, it just everyone showed up. It's a, a series called Mort the Dead Teenager. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It looks interesting. I'm surprised it hasn't happened because of, I guess, Spielberg and Zemeckis really liked it. So they optioned it. Tarantino was going to produce it with them. Wow. So could you imagine like those three guys working on a movie together? Like none of them directing it. All mm-hmm. big time directors of themselves. None I I couldn't imagine the director who would actually be willing to take that on. You're going to have Spielberg, Semetgis and Tarantino all hanging out on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, um I didn't Tarantino say he's only going to do one more movie? Uh, yes, that is correct. He has this weird belief that directors after their 10th movie fall apart. Really? That's what he thinks? Yes. Interesting. So he said he's going to do 10 movies and then he's out. Huh. Although people have pointed out that he has repeatedly said and been very selective in saying 10 movies not like he's not he said he's not going to direct movies anymore right he hasn't said anything about like directing tv stuff or Mm -hmm. or you know doing some other various thing like producing like you know so and and there's a real possibility given the way he talks that you know give him a few years of not directing Mm mm-hmm that he will be like, I ah, yeah, okay, I'm back. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he counts Kill Bill as one, volume one and two. He counts that as one movie. I think he does. Yeah, I heard, I heard that. Yeah, because he filmed them both at the same time. So, you know. And there's like, there's other things like he doesn't count, but he does count. I don't know. He he. Well, he's Tarantino. He's super weird. Yeah. But so there's more yeah. the dead teenager thing. Yeah. I guess Elijah Wood was going to be Mort the Dead Teenager. Hmm. And then Dominique Swain was going to be in it. Who, that's a name I know because she was really popular in the 90s, but now is kind of a nobody. But then it, and then I guess she got dropped out and Jessica Simpson got brought in. And then the whole project fell apart anyway. Okay. Have you read this? I've not read, I read part, I read enough of it to know that like, I feel like it would have been in the vein, the same vein of like Idle Hands. Oh, okay, that's that's a good one. Yeah, um, like that's what it kind of sounds like. Like, you know, Idle Hands or um, there's a couple other movies that you know I'm I'm thinking of, but you know I can't remember the names of. But I guess he die he dies or he gets killed, and for whatever reason they send him back, mm-hmm. and like he can take his head off, and like I don't know, it just it sounded so- like it was going to be relatively kind of super quirky comedy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the kind of movie that I bet if they tried to do now, 
would end up being made because you could do something like that for for one of the various streamers mm-hmm. and probably get it made pretty quickly and easily, especially if some of those names are still attached to it. Yeah. But but back in the 90s, like you wouldn't have been able to get away with doing some of the super weird stuff because like idle hands, like you got Seth Green and Jessica Alba and mm-hmm. some other various people, but I don't remember it doing very well, at least in the box office. But now that people don't care about box office numbers as much. Yeah. You know, like they, yeah. you know, how it's how, you know, if you could get a movie like Mort the Dead Teenager into the hands of, of uh, Netflix or Hulu, <laughs> yeah. like I could easily see them getting, getting something like that done. It sounds interesting. I'd like to yeah. see someone take a crack at it. I'd watch well, that. Why not in today's movies? Um, there's a long, interesting history with Wolverine. Uh, yeah. Um, there have been many, here. many attempts to direct Wolverine or X-Men movies. Um, <laughs> Bob Hoskins. <laughs> yeah, Bob Hoskins. was they, they were pretty hard and heavy on Bob Hoskins to be... <laughs> to be a uh, Wolverine uh, something I also learned just recently. And, and it's not, they do mention it very briefly in one of the three pages I sent you, but they, um, they came very close to casting Glenn Danzig. Huh. And because Wolverine in the comic books is short, he's oh. short and he's built like he's just, he's a massive brick of a man, but he's short. Mm. That is what Glenn Danzig is. I don't know what Glenn Danzig his acting ability is yeah <laughs> i know you know i know his uh singing ability <laughs> um but he he's just he's a super intense just bit you know short buff guy and apparently that was enough for marvel to be like i think we can get him to be wolverine <laughs> um and then i don't know if you guys remember or not but they actually filmed a few scenes of the first X-Men movie with Doug Ray Scott as Wolverine. And then, and then we're like, this is just not working. And they brought in Hugh Jackman. Nope. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the big problem with Hugh Jackman is that he's six, four <laughs> Wolverine is only like five, four. Wow. <laughs> but people don't, people don't care anymore because Hugh Jackman is because Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, were, were people angry about that when he was cast? Was that because I, I don't remember that ever being a thing? See, the first X Men movie also had the good uh, sense to come out before the internet was really <laughs> what it is. Yeah, before it became so, a cesspool of toxic fanboy culture. So the the <laughs> fanboy culture was out there, and I guarantee you there would have been some people um, in the combo book stores complaining about Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah. Um, because of how tall he was. <laughs> um, but as soon as that movie, cause that movie came 2000. Uh, yeah. 2000. So the internet existed, but not in the way that it does now, obviously. Yeah. Social media was not, I mean, social media back then was AOL. I am. Right. Yeah. You know, there was there was no your dial up. I mean, maybe you had some message boards. Yeah. 
but there there wasn't really you know the instant you know twitters or things like that so i think they got lucky enough to cast him and get that done and then it came out and people were like oh that's actually really good like he's really good as wolverine so that now like that's all the people want like he posted something on or him and Kevin Feige posted a picture together this week or last week. And people were freaking out because they're like, oh, Hugh Jackman's coming back as Wolverine. And it's like, or Kevin Feige was just like, Hey, look who I, I ran into. Hey, I finally got to meet Hugh Jackman. Like, yeah. Yeah. That seems more likely. Although, although to be fair, Hugh Jackman did say the only way he would ever come back to do Wolverine after that last movie, after mm-hmm. Logan, was if he got to play with the Avengers. Mm. Now, granted, that was also when he was, he, because he specified like Chris Evans and Chris Hemworth and Robert Downey. And now that it's just Hemsworth, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if he has the same, you know, but he did at some point say the only way he would ever ever put the claws back on would be if he got to play with the Avengers. So, I, you know, you do kind of go, well, he did say it. He is meeting with Feige. Fox does, you know, Disney does own Fox. It's not as much of a jump to go. That might be happening as it was like, well, you know, Mephisto is going to be a one division. What? <laughs> Based on um, what? Based on the fact that I said so. Yeah. Yeah, and mon- money talks too. They could throw enough money at him. Well, yeah, I mean, look True. at Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig literally said, "I would rather slice my neck with a piece of broken glass than ever pay James Bond again." And then they were like, "How about?" I think it was like fifty million. Here's a briefcase full of money. <laughs> Here, here's a Brinks truck. You tell us how much to put in it. We will. And then now he's doing no uh, another day to die or. No time yeah. to die. No time whatever to that, die. Yeah. Whatever that movie that I'm for sure Tony and I will go see later this year. <laughs> yeah. Um does anybody remember how close we got to getting a James Cameron Spider-Man movie? Wow. No. <laughs> Sounds that pretty close. Really close. Um, thankfully, Stan Lee was able to jump in and kill it the same way. There was also a company called Canon Films that had somehow gotten a hold of the Spider-Man franchise as well that he was able to to get in and kill as well um, because both of them wanted they just they I think they wanted the name they didn't want the the whole like getting bitten by the spider and hmm. and like the the Canon Films literally wanted to basically turn him into a spider. <laughs> Um, all right. And James, James Cameron had all kinds. Of, I, I'd have to look it up. I just remember it happening or almost happening. He had, I know he wanted to have like the organic webs, like, like just shooting out of the, the hands, hmm. not web shooters that Peter Parker built. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to have, like he wanted, he really wanted to lean heavy into the spider part of it. Hmm. Um. I mean, if you could have a man bat, you could probably have a man spider. Well, you hold on with man bat. We'll get to him. Um, but yeah, there, there, there was. It would have been awful if Jane. 
Like, and it's probably better for James Cameron to have not done it as well because that way he went on and did. Um, because it was coming off of like Terminator Two. Oh, okay. To do do Spider Man. Okay. And and then so then we got some of the other stuff that we got out of him. Unfortunately, Titanic. Yeah. So maybe he should have done. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mean I have to rethink that one then. Um, this one's gonna hurt you, Jeremy. Okay. Uh, Wes Craven. Oh. Was seconds away from getting Doctor Strange. Oh wow, that would have been interesting. There is. That would very dark. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been really dark. Yeah. Um, there's a long history of Doctor Strange, apparently back into the 70s of various different incantations of Doctor Strange uh, being made. I guess there was like a made-for-TV movie that I'll have to hunt down with Doctor Strange that's super trippy. Um, but yeah, they they were within... And then David Goyer, who is a screen... I, I guess he's probably directed, but I know he's written a lot of big-time movies. Um, almost had Doctor Strange... Either with Wes Craven or, or you know, but yeah. So, wow, <laughs> that's nuts. Uh, Oliver Stone. It's in '92, so that would have been around the time that he was doing Natural Born Killers. Okay. Either so, right around that time, he was trying to option Electra, and to do her assassin storyline. Hmm. That could have been really fascinating because that's back when Oliver Stone wasn't completely crazy. (laughs) I mean, I mean, well, he's always been insane, but I mean, that would have been in, in the range of, of natural born killers, JFK, um, some of that other stuff before the kind of just complete implosion that his career has taken over the last, over the most recent time. I don't even remember the last movie he's done. I just know he's kind of gone nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Fantastic Four. Now, this is the part where we get into... Well, there's a couple other strange ones, but this is... So I, I left a lot of, like, sequels that just didn't happen off because, like, we know why they didn't happen or, you know, we didn't really want them to happen anyway. Okay. Uh, this one I just thought would have been interesting. Fantastic Four 3, um, the one that would have come after Rise of Silver Surfer. Um, so the Jessica Alba, Michael Chiklis, all that one. Mm-hmm. Apparently would have introduced uh, Black Panther in that series. Hmm. Um, and Jaiman Hansu was set to take on that role. Hmm. Um, that could have been interesting because uh, Fantastic Four does have a, a long a long history with Black Panther. In fact, at some point he was a member of the Fantastic Four. I don't remember. I think Human Torch was off doing something and he took over. Not as Human Torch, just as a member. Um, he was probably out being Captain America. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we've talked about this before. I know, Justin, I think you knew about this one. Uh, before Blade, Wesley Snipes almost did Black Panther. Yeah, I knew about that one. Yeah. Um, in fact, even after Blade, he continued talking about he was going to be Black Panther. And I know when they when they were like, when they finally were like, okay, we're doing Black Panther the movie, 
like he was really hardcore like pushing to still be Black Panther even though Disney was kind of like yeah I don't know if we can have you in huh. this movie wasn't he still in trouble then with for not paying his taxes I, when they I made that it, one I think he was in and out of jail Ooh. yeah we're so. not gonna work we're not gonna work on your parole sorry <laughs> yeah um they could have shot some scenes from the prison yeah bring the whole camera crew in yeah <laughs> i mean it would it would have been an interesting take on black panther yeah um <laughs> Not one that I think would have been very well accepted, but it, it could have been an, it would have been a take. It would have had a take. <laughs> so they, they, they would have tried. Now, I'm not sure. This is one of the other really big ones that almost happened. I think it also has a documentary. Uh, Justice League Mortal. Okay. Uh, George Miller, the guy who's directed all the Mad Max movies, mm-hmm. was set to direct, had... The cast was actually in Australia. Everything was set to go. They were like literally about to set to clap the boards down on scene one uh, when the writer strike happened. Oh, <laughs> and they so they were not they weren't sure how they were going to be able to finish it. But then um, all of a sudden, money just disappeared. Uh, Army Hammer was going to be Batman. Oh, that guy's crazy too now. Well, yeah, now <laughs> now they're now they're looking at it going, who we jaws a bullet there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Common was gonna be Green Lantern. Wow. <laughs> uh, Adam Adam Brody was gonna be Flash. Okay. Um a guy named DJ Katrona, who's I mean, like the name sounds familiar, but I can't really place him. I thought he you were gonna, gonna say DJ super- Qualls. <laughs> That's no. what I thought he was gonna say. Was going to be Superman. Okay. Uh, and then a lady named Megan Gale, again, like I think I've heard the name, but I can't place her, was going to be Wonder Woman. But Jay Baruchel. Oh, okay. Yep. Was going to be Max Lord. Okay. Now, I don't know what the DC obsession with his Max Lord character is because, like, he was a big villain for season one of Supergirl. And then he was the main villain of Wonder Woman 84. Um, he's such a boring character. He has no real superpowers. He's just a super rich guy. Um, <laughs> well, that's, we heard that role before. Yeah. <laughs> that's the real villain these days. That's who, yeah. we, that's who we all want to take our rage out against. Wow, but see, this, that, to me, that sound, that the interesting thing about that is I think that would have been the same kind of casting as like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's kind of like, I mean, just Jay Baruchel is a great actor. Like Jesse Eisenberg is a great actor. Yeah. I don't really know if those are the role, like that's not necessarily the role I would have cast either of them in. Right. Um, You know, yeah. And then exactly strike me as evil genius villain. I think that was a bullet well dodged. Yeah. Yeah. That the. Uh, <laughs> so like that they blew been... all their money on Australia and <laughs> the casting, not so much. It was just a reason to go there for a vacation. Yeah. Well, I I seem to remember listening to to a podcast with 
either Adam Brody or somebody else. Uh, I know they were talking, somebody was getting pretty in depth of like how far at, and because there's, a, there is a documentary that I, I, I probably should hunt down and watch because I mean, if they were out in Australia, like getting ready to drop the, you know, the clapboard for scene one, they must've had costumes. Oh yeah. They, yeah. they would have had, you know, some, some sets built. Um, so it, you know, they were really, they, they spent money on like, that's a lot of money. They just threw away. So, so it'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if what they have. Cause like, I, I wonder, I mean, cause those guys, those guys, so our common got paid a lot of money to go to Australia for a couple weeks and not do anything. Yeah. Must be rough. That poor guy. Common. So then there is the one Joel Schumacher movie that uh. actually sounded like it could have been interesting. <laughs> okay. So apparently at no point during the test screenings did anybody look at, at Schumacher and say, Batman and Robin is terrible. Um, go Count. reshoot it. Nobody looked at it and said, uh, guys, this is going to almost destroy comic book movies completely. And if Wesley Snipes doesn't save us with Blade, we're done completely. Like, no one will ever make a comic book movie ever again. <laughs> uh, they, so he started writing it. He started writing a third movie. Like, he was like, I'm going to get the trilogy. I'm going to do something that that you know Tim Burton wouldn't or didn't do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish the trilogy. Cuz Tim Burton wanted to go off and direct Catwoman. He didn't want to he didn't want to do another Batman movie. But they were just like whatever and that's how Joel Schumacher got Batman Forever. So one of the biggest one of the big things though is that um, some of the villains from the Tim Burton movies were still under contract. Okay. So he was going to make Sandman, not Sandman, Scarecrow be one of the main, if not the main villain of the third movie. And he was going to drive Bruce Wayne slash Batman insane. Um, and so using hallucinations or flashbacks, they were actually going to have Jack Nicholson back. Um, Arnold would have been back, possibly, you know, Tommy you know, reprising their roles awesome. as, as hallucinations. And they were really going to lean heavy into, you know, like the scarecrow side of things. Yeah. Awesome. Um, that sounds cool. One of the biggest changes that I think would have been terrible. And one of the biggest bullets that we dodged was he wanted to make Harley Quinn Joker's daughter, <laughs> not, Oh my! Oh whoa yeah. whoa whoa whoa! <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, whoa, whoa, she would have, um, Courtney Love, Madonna, one of those two. They were looking at maybe somebody else. Oh, oh no. god! Um, and that's that's where I think we dodged a huge bullet because I yeah. don't think because I mean that that Joker Harley Quinn series Mad Love the comic book and I think they did it animated movie um would have been a very very different movie if it was 
not just uh, you know boyfriend girlfriend that would have been daddy daughter yeah that's, uh, yeah that's, <laughs> that goes to its whole different type of uh, yeah that's a whole different, <laughs> um, much more disgusting um coolio was convinced somehow <laughs> Okay. That he was going to get the scarecrow uh, role. <laughs> um, Fuck yeah! Because he, he had that that cameo scene in Batman and Robin as like the leader of a biker gang. Oh, <laughs> and somehow was under the belief that um, that meant he was going to be able to be scarecrow. <laughs> All right. Uh... Um, most people, however, believe Nick Cage. Uh, was going to be scarecrow. That guy just keeps getting work. Um, the one though, the, the script has been passed around a lot, and apparently the script is really interesting. In so much as that, it really heavily influenced the Arkham uh, Asylum game. That's cool. And, and that scarecrow was the you know one of the bad guys with the fear toxin. Yeah, kind of driving Batman insane. And and you know helping Joker become, you know what the Joker became in the Arkham series. Um, I guess there was going to be an ending where Man Bat shows up. Yes. So that's where we get you know a live action Man Bat. Um, I like sound, Man Bat as other a character. Than, other than Harley being Joker's daughter, it sounds like the third Schumacher Batman movie might have been really interesting. Yeah. Um, who would you cast as Man Bat? I don't know, but alas, well, we never. What about you, Justin? Who would you who would you cast as Man Bat? Are they doing him just as the bat, or are they going to go with his backstory of him gonna, getting turned into the bat? They're going to use the backstory. All right, what year was this? They were doing nineties. <laughs> yeah, it would have been late nineties. When was Dawson's <laughs> Creek popular? Was that late nineties? Yeah, uh, yeah. Eh, maybe James Vanderbeek. All right, hell yeah. <laughs> but one of the one of the, I mean, obviously the biggest reason that movie died was that Batman and Robin uh, bombed terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, one of the bi- biggest cinematic bombs and 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 not bomb in in return in in case of money. I bet if we looked it up, Batman and Robin made a shit ton of money. But just like critical and like fan reaction to that movie. Um, But George Clooney, I guess, took it so personally, all of the reaction and the 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 like, oh, my God, this movie sucks that he was like, I'm never going to do Batman ever again. So Uh, what a pussy (laughs) box office was two hundred and thirty eight million budget was one sixty. Yeah, so I made about I mean, seventy-eight million dollars. Wow! So it, wow. it <laughs> hey, look, Justin is here. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is. It made the kind of money that it would have gotten a sequel if it hadn't have been so savaged by the fans, and if George Clooney had been like, "No, I liked it," even though the fans hated it. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, let's let's do another one. Let's let's do a sequel. Um, it it so that movie possibly could have gotten made. Um, you know, I don't know. It it we'll never shame. know. So none of those uh, none of those movies ever got made. Obviously, um, a man bat. 
they should cast me. <laughs> well, they did with Man Bat. They did what is the animated one, Gods and Monsters, mm-hmm. where yeah. Batman is actually a bat. That's the one where him, Wonder Woman, and I don't remember who else have that. They just go around killing the criminals. Oh, sweet. That sounds cool. You've watched a lot more of the animated movies than I have, so I'll have to leave that one up to you. I think they could do a Man Bat series or a Man Bat movie um, and make it work with what we have technology-wise today. Um, Yeah, I would put that as like a straight to one of the streams, though. I don't think that would be one in theaters. Why not? I mean, how many people know who Man Bat is? They'll probably be like, oh, Batman? <laughs> well, I'm not saying you may... I mean, if you were doing a Batman movie where he was, like, one of the villains... Batman's the villain? It's, well, done, no. from, it's done from Man Bat's point of view where Batman's well, I mean, the villain. You could, who do keeps, it. you could do who it that Who keeps way. stopping him? But Man Bat, Man Bat is, for the most part, a villain. I know he's kind of a mis... You know, misunderstood villain, but you know, oh, they sympathetic, yeah, they, they are a sympathetic are, villain, but except for maybe Joker. But I mean, you know, it would be nice to have a Batman movie that isn't centered around the Joker. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would have been interesting. So, but now it's time to go to our favorite segment. Oh yeah, yeah. America's podcast recaps America's Got Talent. I nearly forgot about that. Okay. Let's go. All right. Well, the show started started off with uh, Joe Colito, a twirl act. Yeah. Thoughts? You're 30. (laughs) It was impressive, but where does it go? Yeah, one one is a one trick pony. Yeah, maybe light him on fire. My only uh, light him on fire. Turn him into chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now that would be interesting to watch. He did a costume change in there, which was uh, a little rough. Yeah, the I, judges seem impressed by that, but I except was, for, wasn't except for Howie. Yeah, he didn't notice. <laughs> uh, my only question is. Why did people laugh after Sophia said she liked cake? Like, how is that funny? That's just a statement. <laughs> is this audience real or fake? I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> real? Fake. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I said about the same things that you guys said. I think it would get old really fast. So. Yeah. Uh, followed up Madeline Bailey, singer-songwriter. From Wisconsin. Originally from Wisconsin, where her hometown has more cows than people. Yeah, where do you think she was talking about? Could could be anywhere besides <laughs> Milwaukee. Yeah, Boy- Kenosha, Boyceville, Wisconsin. Oh, Boys- you found out? I did look it up. That's where I, my notes still exist for that one. Boyceville. Where's, where's okay, that, where's that located? Um, almost in Minnesota. Ah, oh, border. It's it's in between Eau Claire and the border. Okay, okay. small so it's, border it's, town. Yeah, it's real, real small border town. <laughs> All right, I uh, I put it was a good concept. She's a good singer. Yeah, yeah really confident. Yeah, right. I I really liked it. I, I that's that's I guess that's kind of my style of music. I thought it was really good. I'd like to hear her sing, maybe a more real song. But mm-hmm. I just I lo- I did I did like the concept of her taking her trolls and using them against them. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was very clever. Yeah. See if he can't get her on this podcast. Yeah. Um, we should try. All right. I, I mean, it's it's a Wisconsin-based podcast. Wisconsin girl. Yeah. Yeah. What's she so busy with that she can't none come of, sit down uh, with us? <laughs> I was going to say, none of us have any negative things to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Never. All right. Followed by uh, Chap Kids. Uh-huh. Da- dance group. Yeah. Again, dance group. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I said they got some talent, but yeah. it's just. They just dance, can't dance hold my attention. Just, just don't do it. Yeah, that was too that many. Was what I, that's what I literally wrote. Blah. Okay. Blah. <laughs> uh, then it was a Daryl Thorne. Uh, yeah. I put. I put. What the hell? Yeah. Was he the split guy? Yeah, with the two faces. Yeah. I just wrote strange. Yeah. What the. Uh, I said, I don't know what I'm supposed to be allowed to say about this in 2021, so I have no comments. <laughs> That's probably the best thing to say. Uh, next up, they hit, they did a bunch where it was just those three and a four in a row, five in a row. Right. Where they didn't do much. Okay, so then you had oh, yeah. Slink, Slinky Josh. Slinky Josh! <laughs> I, wrote, I, I wrote, and this was the last note I got before my phone went crazy. I wrote, I wanted to see the whole act. I felt like, because you're right, now I remember there was like three or four X right after the split guy where like they only showed us like bits and pieces and like, did did they did they go through? Did they not go through? Yeah, because like, they, they, they said it, that was a yes. Mm-hmm. Slinky Josh got three yeses and then they did Judith and Ray, the dancing old people. Yep. It was another one that went through. So yep. I doubt we'll see them. They'll just be one of those elimination. <laughs> that was the last okay, time we'll ever hear from okay. them. Yeah, I remember them. I went, yeah. Every year for the last three years, there's been some old lady or some old couple who show up and do this. shit whipped around. And, and do some crazy dance. And you're like, okay, the novelty wears off after the first time that you see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, great. This 90-year-old can, can still get out there and dance. Okay, great. Next. Next. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Really so, cool. Go on. Really cool the first time you see it, but after that, yeah. Yeah, they did that Daryl Slinky and then Judith was kind of that th- big group of three where they just kind of lumped them all. And then you had uh, Donovan. Oh, my singer. God. That's fucking insane. <laughs> okay, remind me. Uh, like opera, like opera singer. That, yeah, the one who wanted to be on Broadway. Okay, yeah. Saying like a falsetto. He was really bad, wasn't he? No, he's a very powerful voice. He sounded like a woman. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. Man, apparently not having notes means that I just can't remember anything. (laughs) Yeah, he's the one who wanted to be on Broadway that had that high pitch. Yes. Powerful. It was just shocking when he started singing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then you had the stunner. Which was a uh, <laughs> superhero dancer? Yeah, Electric Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, was just like whatever. Yeah, he got time filler. Okay, which I and then you had that Alex Ostrowski, the yeah. trumpet player, with the flying trumpets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel We're, like the the. Go ahead. I was going to say, which I kind of felt it was going to be a whole setup too when they had the stunner and it was like Heidi and Sophia. Uh huh. 
were both like, yes, do this. And then the next one, they're like, they're both like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, the flying trumpet guy was super weird, super strange. I put what's going on. <laughs> I, I just felt like the um, crowd turned on him really quickly for some reason. It seemed like everybody was into it. Then all of a sudden he started doing the two at once and it was like a just turned and it was right, like, okay, yeah. now you suck. Like what right, the fuck? Everybody, <laughs> was in, everybody was into it until he started playing two at once. Yeah. Then, yeah. Is that the one where like, uh, was it Sophia was like, like egging the crowd on like she was going to change her opinion <laughs> yeah. and then still was like, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. they want you to move on. So I'm going to have to say no. No. Yeah, that's baller move right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and then you had Matt Mauser, singer. Oh God, S- sad story. <laughs> good stuff. Sad, sad story. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I put really he was a good singer, but he was very stiff. I feel like he kind of like pigeonholed himself into that style now. He was stiff. Yeah, and I agree. It's gonna be tough I... to to do something else now. Well, I think. Hopefully, part of it should be the nerves of getting up there, and you know, the next time he sings, he won't, he shouldn't have to relive Sway. that story. Yeah, like he can just get into singing. So maybe, you know, because I mean, that like part of me was like, you're gonna make this man tell this whole story, and then have him go, all right, now sing. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if he if they had let him come out and sing and and just you know sing really well and then give the story i wonder because you had to make him kind of in his head relive and it's not like that was just uh it was like 10 years ago like right right just over a year ago that that happened right but you know maybe that that got him to a whole nother level of the song too made it more emotional yeah i don't know so I, maybe you I, want I, you want to keep kicking the guy while he's down to get his, yeah. his singing better <laughs> remember, that worst, again. remember that worst day of your life let's talk about it <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know i think he's got real potential um sob story or not like as I thought he was... yeah I'm, I'm so tired of the sob stories though oh yeah man. this one I, I i've been like really into these sob stories <laughs> you've become wrote... a better guy you're being a more positive person <laughs> i wrote damn these producers i was <laughs> fucking crying like a bitch at during his last speech <laughs> It's like I want to show my kids that it's okay. We're not going to let this define us, so we can live our dreams. Didn't you guys feel anything? <laughs> oh man, I guess I'm just a baby. <sighs> or, or the two of us are just monsters. Uh, or that—that's possible. We're dead inside. And, all uh, right, all right. And then we had uh, Chief, the comedian, the guy who was wearing the mask. Couldn't understand him. Waste of time. Yep. Yeah, I was like, was... I was like, this is a setup for something better. Yeah, I thought, I thought so too. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be like, he's gonna take it off or something. It's gonna be like, okay, here we go. But no, uh, no, I, like, not that kind of setup. Like a setup for like, oh, he sucks. The next oh, one, I see. This one's gonna be good because they do that. They do do that. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant like the act he itself was. <laughs> No. Well, because the next the, the next act was another standard comedian, right? Right. Yeah, Kit, or is it Cam Bertrand? Yeah. Okay, I really liked him. I thought he was good. I've but, seen him on Facebook. Oh. But I thought, I thought, you know, I made the joke immediately, like when he came, 
like when the next guy came out, I was like, he was the one wearing the face mask. Uh, I mean, he well, probably wasn't, but right. I'm going to go out this time and be terrible. And I'm going to come out and do it again. They're going to be like, this guy's good. Uh, he has good stage prison and he's pretty, and he's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I wrote down that he looked like a cross between Tom Brady and Napoleon Dynamite. He, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was my big takeaway from there. One of the other things I put too is he has he has a very like a contagious smile. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. And then he made that joke about how if you're dead inside, you drink bourbon. <laughs> so now I feel like I got to try bourbon. <laughs> it's right. It seems right up your right right off your alley. <laughs> That's okay. I remember really liking him being funny, but now I'm remembering he had the whole joke about wine. About wine. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Next was Breeze Carver, the dancer. Ugh. The little girl. I put. I've, she's got some skills and some potential, but you're not going through that. Yeah, far. and you know if, what? Oh, if, you're, if you're just the, I don't remember even how old she was. Nine. Yeah. Let's say for the sake of this, because no one wrote any notes. Sure. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. Like, you got the potential, but you're not going to be going on to headline a show. Just as a nine-year-old girl dancing. No. It's got that creepy feel to it. If you're going to go pay money to see that. Okay. I remember yeah. writing the note. This act is what Jer- Jeremy and I have been talking about. <laughs> yeah. This is okay. the definition of saucy moves for the better ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I remember the watching her do some of that stuff and I'm like, okay, I mean, that that's not really appropriate. I think. Yeah. Um, There's some dude around right now slowing down his DVR. Oh yeah. Half no, the speed. <laughs> there's some, there's some guy doing something with his DVR. <laughs> And you know she had to drop that line where she's like, "When I was younger, I didn't have as much confidence." It's like, "Bitch, you're still young." (laughs) The world hasn't beat you down yet into a pulp. You don't know what it means to be dead inside. Try looking retail. (laughs) I dance again. (laughs) I've always, I've just, I've wanted this my whole life. Yeah, all nine years of it. All nine years. And then they did again where they did three quick groups. So I don't really have too many notes. They did, I put pole show. Okay. Because uh, they had them all like on those stripper poles. Then they did a hula hooper. And then that three girl dance group. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, do I don't remember. Know. I remember them. I don't remember anything else about them because they just I showed them all. remember any of those three acts. So. <laughs> This is definitely where it's going to get hazy for me. Okay. And then they did Gigi and Devin Deluxe. Okay. The archery, mom and daughter. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember that. I agreed with uh, Howie that it's just like, eh. Yeah. She's just shooting balloons. She's a good shot. I'll give her that. There was no excitement to it for me, though. I will say uh, a couple of things. One, one is you're right. No excitement. I, I mean, we had two years ago that little girl using her feet. Yeah, that was that was something to, else. To shoot bow and arrows. Yeah, we've had the people who do the behind the back, the over the shoulder, like you know all that, all the, the trick shots, the arrow to the throat. Right, some like way crazier stuff. 
then like i mean the the balloon trick was cool having that many balloons inside a balloon and popping one at a time mm-hmm. yeah. that was kind of interesting i don't think i've ever seen that before but when they were just shooting at the body like you could see how far away they were shooting and it was just it was like there was no real i didn't There's no feel danger like, to it yeah she was like yeah. seven eight inches off yeah um I also felt like maybe the mom should have made a slightly better outfit cha- choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, that outfit was a little too tight. And I say that as somebody who is uh, not wearing care- tightly fit clothes. <laughs> try that attempts to be careful about his outfit choices. Me too. Um, Jeremy's I- the only one that can get away with it. <laughs> You know, I try to wear bigger jeans or bigger shorts, bigger uh, shirts, longer lo- shirts. Loose, loose fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. Are you trying to look that up, Jeremy? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to. What were their names? G G G I G I Deluxe. Okay. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, uh, that costume's not good. <laughs> well, Jeremy looks that up. Then oh. We... oh, found it. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> Yeah. That's, then that's, uh, I don't know the name of this group. There's like the I don't I put Mexican Magic Mike. Dancing <laughs> Cowboy. I, I put yeah. Dancing Cowboys. <laughs> it was like Guapa Churro Chura. I don't know. I put Mexican Mike. It was really confusing. I I wrote that there's a massive, massive double standard. With with that, like if you had a bunch of girls come out and start doing the the kind of you know whatever dancing Chippen, first Chippendales, right? The, the, you know, well the regular dancing in their cowboy outfits, and then like stripped down to like bikinis or you know really I mean, tight fitting like uh, you know outfits. You know, Heidi and Sophia would have turned against them immediately. Right, that's and, true. And, and instead, like, you know, those guys rip their clothes off and they're both of them are like standing up and hooting and hollering and like, you know, throwing dollar bills. And, I seen uh, I seen them going for the for the money. Oh, that's they were like, really? They were throwing money. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that would be so fucked up. <laughs> uh, and then the last act of the night was Victory Drinker, <sighs> nine year old singer. OK, um, the opera singer. Is he waiting for this moment all his life? It's a girl. Oh, (laughs) sorry, Jeremy. You didn't. You didn't see this one. No. No, I did not. She she could sing. She could sing. Victory. Um, Brinker. Brinker. Um, so this little nine-year-old girl comes out, and you, I'm expecting her to sing just some pop song, maybe be really good because it's the last act of the night. I was not expecting. Like that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting full, that either. Full on opera, like Italian or whatever it was, like level good. Like, like she was, but I mean, not the best. Like uh, Jess said that she thought Jackie Avenco was better when Jackie Avenco was on there. Um, I mean, that goes back to like, I can't remember what season, uh, like fourth or fifth season. But um, 
you know. Yeah, then when they were doing their vote, Simon called Terry over by it by the judges. And then all five of them pressed the golden buzzer. Ah. For this um, little girl. And it looked like Howie put his hand on the pile. Oh, really? I was watching that. His hand was the top hand. So I think he put his either put his hand on Terry Cruz's or just hovered above him. Yeah. I I will say I Uh, don't think she deserved it. No. Um, I don't think she's going to go very far. Um, I just I'm not, I mean, I'm also the wrong choice for opera. I don't like opera. I don't like that style of singing. I don't, I can appreciate it. I can see that there's some real talent there. I just don't like it. Um, it's yes, yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah. And, and I don't, I would say that putting her up against other acts, she's just not as dynamic. And, and, you know, like, you know, Having having to go off of the word of my wife, who who does appreciate that style of music and really likes it, she said that she just wasn't as good as even past opera singers that have been on AGT. Ah, uh, so hmm. you know, I I don't know. Um, I think it. Uh, I think it was. I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to say it was the wrong choice, but. I don't think it was necessarily the best choice for the golden for the golden I, buzzers. I agree. Which that brings us to uh, the question of the episode: Is what is your golden buzzer? Hmm. Who would like to lead us off this week? I'm gonna go with what was the comedian's name? Cam something. Uh, Cam Bray- Bertram. I'm gonna go with him. All right. Mr. Jeremy, what do you okay. got? I'm gonna give it to I'll give it to Madeline Bailey. Hometown oh. hero. I uh I too am giving it to Madeline. Is it too late to change? <laughs> uh do you wanna change it? Yes, I'd like to change it. To uh, Madeline I'd like to change it to Madeline Bailey. <laughs> all right, that'll then I can all do right. that. We make up the rules as we go, so we can do whatever we want. Hell yeah. A yeah, pop culture roulette golden buzzer. Yeah. She was good. Uh, also, if you want to see a picture of Gigi Deluxe in a skin tight cat woman outfit, go follow her Instagram. <laughs> I do not. Okay. I'll follow her for us on pop culture roulette. I'm going to change the password real quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to. Get rid of the internet <laughs> altogether. <laughs> I've seen right. too much. <laughs> so yeah, Madeline Bailey gets the pop culture roulette golden buzzer. Woohoo! All three of us came to an agreement, and she's not even a magician. That's true. That's wow. that's it. Really says a lot. I think that's a. So I believe that means at this point, though, we should be getting. Next week should be like cut down rounds mm. or judge cuts. Oh, we're cutting, um, we're cutting the judges. Uh, I, I vote for I vote for Heidi. Yeah, yeah. I think we can. All I, w- I kind of wish they would go back to three judges instead of four. Yeah, that would make it like more 
Uh, like more intrigue. Like if one says yes, one says no. Yeah. The other one on the hot seat. Instead of be like two yeses, two noes, uh, that's a no. Go ask, go ask Terry. <laughs> they should take a note from our uh, how we do our brackets. It's always yeah. best with three voters. It is. Well, because well, that was, I mean, back in the day in the live rounds, you know how they always have, they, they got like, well, it's been a different company every so often, but at the Duncan save. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. where one act automatically goes through because America votes them and then the other two have to go stand in front of the judges and the judges choose. Yeah. Well, when it was three acts, yeah. it was, it, it was, it was, you know, there was always a guarantee like somebody is getting chosen by the judges. But then when it got to four, like it really became the easy, like, if two people chose one and then another person chose one, yeah. if you didn't want to be the deciding judge, you just go, oh, well, I'm going to shoot. Now it's a split tie and they open the envelope to go to America's vote, which is probably the way it should go anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so many times in that in that judge's cut, it goes it's a split decision and then they open the envelope. And it's like, well, that's kind of like, kind of pointless. Like, why go to the judges? Why not just go to the envelope? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. true. All right. So yeah, yeah, I don't know for a fact, and I do, I do wonder with the Olympics coming up, if they aren't going to take a couple week break, which means we might have to. Oh no. Um, which means we might have to come up with another segment. Oh God. <laughs> or, this has been our bread and butter. Yes, this has been working for six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, you know, unfortunately, the show is going to come to an end. So we, we might either need to come up with America's podcast reviews, some other reality show. Yeah. Yes. Or, or we're just going to start getting shorter episodes again. <laughs> yeah, either way. Either we'll way. Let the fans decide. Yeah. Fan vote. <laughs> yeah. The three, the three judges will vote here. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Before we go, I gotta say, go check out Fear Street. Did you Fucking watch awesome. the first one? Okay, Nicholas. first and the second. I have not had a chance to. I've been working on a uh, a media pod smash uh, uh, program. Media pod smash uh, <laughs> exclusive. Exclusive. I've been doing some. <laughs> I'm I'm deep I'm deep into that right now. So <laughs> they're awesome. I dec- yeah. I definitely recommend them. You seen them? I oh. seen the first one. I wanted to oh, talk okay. about the first one last week. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but neither right. of yeah. you watched it. Yeah. So I finally I'm there now. So maybe next it's week. Or... The first one's good. Yeah, dude. Okay, so either next week you can ruin all three of them for me, <laughs> or how long are they? Are they are they hour and a half? Yeah. Okay, I can probably knock. I can probably knock those out. I'll try. Also, did you guys see Black Widow? No. No. Okay. I hope to see Black Widow uh, next weekend. I'll try to see it by then, but I'm doing a lot of shit next weekend. All right. Okay. So as, as we go along our day, remember, sometimes outfit choices matter. <laughs> Yeah. Hula hooping isn't going to get you places where you think it does. And no matter how good your slinky ability is, even if it gets you through to the judges, we're not going to see the whole act. And it doesn't matter if you're Quentin Tarantino or Steven Spielberg or 
or James Cameron, sometimes you're just not going to get the movie done because stupid never walks alone. Yeah.